Well, howdy. Oh, shit. <laughs> Scared me. <laughs> I was like, ah. what? Howdy and welcome to the What in the Shiba with Sujia and Ed. We're just two Asian Americans talking shit about shit. Sometimes. And I guess howdy is our greeting for the time Dang. being. <laughs> howdy, oh, Ed. How howdy. are you? Howdy, how? Howdy, how? <laughs> Oh man. What's happening? I don't know. Uh hi Ed. How are you? How was your week? Good, good. Uh my week was good. You know. It was really unconvincing. Good, yeah. good, good. My I week just don't was really good. remember what happened. I feel like I was just working, yeah. making some videos about, you know, videos that I make about <laughs> people. Hi, are you okay? Yeah. The heat getting oh, the heat bit. is oh my god! It just like literally went from fall weather to disgustingly humid overnight. I know, and I, I kept telling people, people were like, oh my god, June gloom is lasting forever. I'm like, careful what you wish for. Yeah, because when I you LA will deliver yeah. if you want to get the heat, she will come through for you. Do not worry. And I get it; it's not like Miami heat or East Coast heat, but man, it has gotten significantly more humid over the years because yeah. you know the warming. It's of the as globe. if the climate is changing. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're in for like a really hot fall and no. winter. Like, and there's nothing worse than like. I love how you just skipped over the summer. You just ignoring well, hot, well, how gross it's going to be. Summer's going to be hot anyway. Or I work in the valley. But it's going to be gross. Dude, I work in the valley. It's hot no matter what. Like it's gotten up to 120 degrees where I work. You yeah, know? So it's I like, live in East LA. Not quite as hot as the valley. No, you don't. You don't. Un I always tell whenever I drive home from work and it's like warm out and, you know, let's say like 80, 84. We live closer to the beach, you know where my, my home is. And I'll call my husband and be like, hey, how's your day? He's like, oh good, it was so hot. I was like, you never get to say that to me. <laughs> yeah. You don't ever get to say that to me because whatever heat you were experiencing, I was experiencing it 40 degrees hotter. But- <laughs> Up to 40 degrees. You are mainly indoors, whereas your husband goes in and out more? He's not going anywhere. What do you mean? Oh, maybe not. <laughs> I don't think I fully know what your husband does. <laughs> I know you don't because I don't know what my husband does. There's no way you do. Oh my God. That reminds me of like when you used to be a kid. Mm -hmm. And I remember even in high school, I used to ask my friends, like, what do your parents do? And like the amount mm -hmm. of people who are like, I don't know. Yeah. They're like, I know my dad commutes from Philadelphia to New York every right. day. What does like, your dad do? Wait, you don't know what he, he does? works. Yeah. <laughs> Where does he work? At his company. job. At, his, at the job. How do you not know anything? For work? You just know that he works, you get this. And you get fed and <laughs> yeah. you get clothed and you get a shelter. Access to a car. Yeah. That's pretty yeah. much it. But other than that, I think I may be also just distracted because my mom's going to be here in a week from yesterday. That's exciting. It's exciting. It is exciting. I haven't seen her in two years, but I'm also like anxious. Well, I think that's. Yeah. Normal. Because there's always like accepted. at least one argument every time she comes, and then like two with the stuff that has been divulged to her. Like I'm afraid she, we're going to talk about that stuff. But the one good side is, so my mom has two best friends that she's had since she was kids. Mm -hmm. The one was like her friend from like elementary school, and then the other was like from end of high school. But when you're like, my mom turns 80 next year. Like when yeah. you're 80 years old, like that's decades that's a worth long of friendship. friendship yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but the one um, who, so the one lives in Canada, the one has always lived in California. The one that lived in California, like has a very special place in my heart because she 
was like more to family to me than a lot of my actual family members. Like when my mom was very anti games or electronics, you know, i.e. the cutting of the TV cord story. My, it was that (laughs) aunt that like bought me my Nintendo, my skateboard, all the games, super Nintendo. So she's the one who gave you a childhood. Yeah. She always made sure that like understanding how my mom was, she like was the one who overcompensated to make sure I had a childhood. Yeah. And then like, even as I grew up, as my mom hoarded information about my family, it was that aunt who would then tell me stuff. So when I used to work in um, Santa Monica, she lived right off of the National yeah. Boulevard yeah. exit. So like I used to sometimes just like stop mm-hmm. by on the way home all the time. Yeah. And she would just like tell me a lot of stuff that like I just never knew, you know? But the sad thing is, is she started displaying symptoms of like early onset dementia. Um, Alzheimer's like a couple years ago. And then her daughter, her only daughter moved to New York last year. Oh no. And I was just really sad because like when my mom came, it would be like, yeah, she's visiting me, but she also got to visit her a lot. You know what I mean? So like this time I was like really sad because I was like, because I was like, I don't know how much time any of them have anymore. But I was like, it's sad that my mom's coming to visit. She's not even going to be able to see her. I found out yesterday. You can't see her? Well, because they live in New York now. Oh, oh, so you're saying, I thought your the daughter left. I was just going to say, no, so no, she no, just like no, left no, her mom? No, 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 <laughs> She moved with her, you know? Like her mom or her daughter is like big time wig in the advertising world. She's like a CEO. She runs this like global advertising company. So like they moved her to New York. Got it. And so she took her mom with her, you know, obviously because she takes care of her. And I was like sad because my mom wouldn't be able to see her. Well, I found out yesterday uh, she texts me and she's like, oh, so my mom, my mom is staying with her sister in Glendale. Oh. Which is like 10 minutes from yeah. me. She's like till September. And she didn't say anything, but I'm theorizing that they kind of planned it yeah. so that they could see my mom. That's so nice. So like, I was like, oh, sweet. Not only is my mom not going to be breathing down my neck every day, <laughs> like, I'm just going to go, gonna play go with and your drop friends. her off. Yeah. <laughs> go have a play date. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Come pick you up at seven. Okay, bye. <laughs> That's nice though. That's nice that she gets to see Yeah, her, it is really nice. I cried a little bit yesterday. Yeah. Diagnosis. Yeah, it was sad. like it was like really relieving to be like Yeah. Cuz it's sad. Yeah, it's sad, but it also you know, there you, there's a lot of pressure around your visits with your mom and I think that having other things to divert attention and yeah. you know whatever. And I think all the feelings that you have about having anxiety around your mom's visit is very valid and Yeah. I mean, I'm excited to see her too. Of course. You know. I don't know how many of those even I have, yeah, you know? So it's like, I'm excited, but yeah, still anxious. Yeah. Yeah. Funny thing about trauma is, is uh, it's traumatic. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe not that funny. Yeah. Not funny <laughs> at all. Yeah. How was your week? I feel like both our weeks were just filled with a bunch of drama that we had no part in. Yeah, we were just kind like of. calling out other people's drama. There's a lot of yeah. There was a lot of drama. And ignorance. And Personally, stupidity. it's just been. I feel like I have a just million. I, I say this every fucking day, but I just feel like I have so much going on. Yeah, I have so many things going on. I was telling you earlier, like you know that that phrase, like um, I'm burning the candle at both ends. I which doesn't even make sense. What what it, candle has a wick on both ends? Well, if you dig it out a little bit, you can find <laughs> it. It's there. It's in there. You're just going to just dig it out. <laughs> just 
too many. There's just too <laughs> many innuendos about that specific body part. I feel like I took the candle and I chopped it into several pieces and I'm burning all the ends at once. Like I feel- I, You're just melting it. Uh, yeah, at, at most most days I don't even know where I'm she going. Like I don't know where I'm going. Threw a candle in a bonfire. That's what I feel like. I feel like I fuck it, just put it in a pan and just melt the whole fucking thing. Um, but it's fine, everything is good, I'm just busy. And then, you know, this week for me has been filled with a lot of content around like one specific person. Yeah. Um, the Colleen Ballinger thing has, okay. I went from being like, who is this person to just being in a fucking rabbit hole about her every single fucking day because more and more things keep coming yeah. up. And I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast and you follow us on any social medias, you must have seen at least one of the videos I've made about Colleen Ballinger because that's almost the only thing I've exclusively been talking about and it's really starting to piss me off because I don't want to talk about her. But the things that I find out about her, I can't not talk about. Yeah, it and seems very bad. I'll just preface this, I guess, just because now we know, sorry, we theorize that she is an incredibly litigious person, potentially. I will you know, say, before I say anything else, all of these things are, uh, what? Uh, just accusations and um, supposed things or whatever. I don't With know. receipts. Receipts. I mean, that's the thing. But you know, you in this day and age, you have to fucking cover your ass on everything you say. Everything Especially you talk someone about. who literally uses her privilege to the furthest extent it can go. Right. Right. And she flexes that shit whenever she can. Yeah. So, I mean, her literal content is her flexing her white privilege. Right. Basically. Literally. So you know, Colleen Ballinger is this YouTuber who started in like like the earlier, maybe even late, like. 2007, 2008, I think, as early as that, and has had made a, a huge career. I checked her net worth. She's net worth is supposedly like $13 million. What? Yeah, she's doing great. But what? How reliable of, are those sites? Dude, I don't even know. I just, <laughs> I just Googled it. How much is Colleen Ballinger worth? <laughs> Colleen Ballinger is worth $13 million, million. I was like, okay, whatever. Um, and if, even if it's not exact, I'm sure it's somewhere close to that. Yeah. She's been on YouTube forever. She's been on tour. She's written books. She's done, I think, movies. She did a Netflix special. Like, she's not just like nobody. Burn it all. Burn it all. I guess somebody came forward about these allegations that she supposedly groomed them. And then- you know, with receipts, again, two people, I think, with receipts. And then all of these videos came out of her like doing these racist parody songs, being just overtly racist to pretty much any community of color that you can think of, black people, Hispanic people, Asian people. Um, I don't, who I mean, I don't, I don't think there, I don't think she's left anything uncovered. Indigenous people probably. Oh, yeah, indigenous people too. Yes, yeah, she sure. absolutely did. Um, she did a video calling somebody Squanto. It was, it was crazy. Oh, and it was like, really offensive shit. And the thing is she, oh, and then, oh my God, like I'm telling you, there's, there's so, so much. much, there's so much. It's hard to quantify in order. And then she did all these live shows where she would bring these little boys, little seven, eight, nine, 10 year old from boys. How? Call up from the audience, come on up from the audience. Oh. You're my new bae is what she, I think, call them. Wait, what kind of shows were these that there were kids there? So she has this, character that she plays called Miranda Sings. Now Miranda Sings, from what I can ascertain, is somebody who is maybe on the autism spectrum. She wears this cra her crazy red lipstick like all over her face and she does this very like affected voice. And she does all of these like really strange, quirky things. Mm. And I, as the aunt of a special needs child, 
can see it for what it is. And she basically, I think, is mocking people with, you know, developmental, you know, disorders and things like that. And so she would go on stage and she would call up these little boys and she would put like a bag of like cheese balls in her pants and have them like reach into her pants and like pull out cheese. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? So the on? parents are there. They were this, okay this with this? This is what I keep saying. This is the thing that I cannot get my fucking head around. Because imagine if it were you standing on stage doing a character, oh, having kids reach into oh, your no. pants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, if I was a parent in that oh. audience, I would have gone to jail. Right. But yeah. what my what my thing is, is like if it were anybody but this pretty, conventionally pretty white girl on stage playing a character and having kids reach down their pants, like you would have, you would fucking call the cops. I would have jumped the fucking stage and been That's like, crazy. get my kid off your fucking stage. Are you insane? Nobody said anything. Nobody did anything. And it went on for a decade and a half. This wasn't just like, oh, one time she did a show and she wrote in a character and it was weird. No, her whole career was built on this character. And I cannot get my head around and maybe like, we missed that whole thing because my kids were born around that time. So we didn't watch YouTube videos like that. Mm. So that whole thing kind of escaped us. And obviously I was, you know, older. I didn't watch YouTube like that. So I missed the whole thing. But like looking at it now. Yeah, I had no idea who she was no. until this whole thing. Looking at it now through the lens of like a parent. I'm like, hello, anybody? Is there nobody in the room? Also, like she's she can't she's not by herself she's got like i'm sure a manager and i'm sure she's got like people around her who support the how the show operates like wouldn't you be like maybe we don't have the children put their hands in your pants maybe maybe that's, that's a bad so idea weird. it's crazy it and the things that i find out about her i like i can't not talk about them even though i i said this i was like everything that i've learned about this woman it has been against my will i don't want to know anything about her. That's why every time I see anything about her, I just send it over to you. Cause like, yeah. <laughs> I do not want to fall down that rabbit hole. I mean, but I can't help it. Oh, and the most recent thing is that she did that toxic gossip train song Yeah, that no one can get out. I mean, I'll give her this. It is fucking catchy. Cause I cannot stop singing it. it is I actually didn't even realize it was her song because I heard that song through the person that you've been, <laughs> I've been freaking out about this week. And we will definitely talk about that too. But so she writes this 10 minute song, this apology, which there is not an apology in at all. She doesn't say, I'm so sorry for the things that I've done. She just is like, you guys are haters. You guys are making me feel bad and calling me bad and mean names. No, I mean, in the title, it's you're toxic. Right. And you guys are gossiping right. about me. Right. And so then I guess she now, I just have come to find out now this, this isn't going to air till Thursday, today is Tuesday. So God fucking knows what this is gonna unravel to be by then. But as of right now, today, I learned that she has licensed this song and is putting it on streaming services. Like you can see, you can find the song, a 10 minute song on Spotify. And now, allegedly, uh, she is now hitting people with license infringement and is trying to monetize the revenues that they're making that have used this song in their videos. Yeah. It's more privilege. Fucking bananas. It, at first I was like, you know, she is in poor taste. Then I was like, ew, she's kind of a creep. Now I'm like, she's just straight up fucking, in my opinion, fucking in evil. evil. Like that shit is sinister as fuck. Like <clears throat> that thought would never even occur to me. It, it wouldn't even be on my radar to do something like that. And you're monetizing your apology 
where you've hurt so many people, you're making money off of it, and you're making money off of people who are talking about it and rightfully talking about it, that's crazy I mean, it me. sounds like she knows that her ship's going down, so she's trying to like capitalize as much money she can before she can't make money again. Hopefully, I guess. can't ever make money again. I, I mean, I would imagine, I mean, that, is that it? Is that what she's trying to do? I mean, probably. I don't even know. Or does she even think that this, this is, because she was even like selling like ironic t-shirts at her shows, which just got canceled. She just had 11 shows, I think scheduled. Those all got canceled. But at the last few shows that they did have. Not at her decision, right? She, it doesn't seem like she's the kind of person who's like, you know what? There's a lot of stuff going on right now. I should probably take a break. I'm wondering if maybe people just weren't buying tickets and they're like, Or like the venues it. canceled. Yeah, right. But she was selling t-shirts that said canceled on it. Like just like kind of making a mockery of like all of these allegations, really serious allegations brought against her and be like, all right, well let's just sell merch then. It's like, is that all this is to you? Is just a fucking cash grab? Like that's. Sounds like it. Yeah. That's really abhorrent. Like that's really to me, like but that's also like of kind of like definition of evil. Yeah. Right. Not like, that like the definition of, but it's a very common trait amongst horribly evil people is right. that they like money over, over everything, over everything else, over the well-being, and you know, of of anyone, even your own personal image or public image. I guess that's yeah. crazy. I mean, I mean, she. I mean, I don't. I, this is the, her canceling her shows to me in real time is one of the only times I've ever seen somebody like who's being canceled actually get canceled. Things actually being canceled. Um, but I don't know how far this is going to go, and I don't know how much further she wants to go with it, and I don't know. I obviously I don't know any of it, but I couldn't. It was like this like never ending like train wreck, just like on a loop. I just kept watching the train just crash over and over and over. I was like, I, I can't not talk about it. I don't wanna talk about it and I can't help it. I'm just word vomiting and I can't stop. Well, that's the thing about like those people, those like cancel, like people who just do like fucked up, ignorant, racist stuff is that like, there are so many people in this country, in this world, who are also that way, who then would like, probably are excited that she's being canceled. You know yeah, what I mean? And they're like cheering her on and being like, yeah, you're canceled. Like this, you're on the right side now. And it's like, what? yeah, like that's mind blowing to <laughs> me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I the fact that she still has like 8 million followers is like, where are, I'd like to talk to these 8 million people, please. <laughs> like, what are we following her for? What are we supporting? What are you actually supporting? Oh, life. But you know, people will cap, I mean, shock value, they do like to capitalize on it, don't people they? People love to. I mean, that's literally what I, I mean, everyone has seen this video. This is what my butthole looks like right I now. I have not seen it. I feel so blessed Well, not to the have actual video, because like I also have not seen it because I refuse to watch it, but like everyone knows what I'm talking about. Because you've heard the words for reference, this is what my butthole looks like right now. <laughs> you know? Um, honestly, till today I did not know. I didn't and know I'm until so the glad. other day. So I was like, I made a video about him a while ago. What's this person? Are we gonna even name this person? Yeah, his wanna... name is his name is Kevin Leonardo. Yes. Um, so I made a video about him a while ago, like six months ago, because he was the one that used Stop Asian Hate to sell perfume. What? And then the other day I was scrolling through TikTok and I came across one of those reaction videos and I was like, why? Does that face look so? Oh no! I just like recognized his face, and immediately 
went through it like an hour long. That's the reason why I was like, I can't do Colleen Ballinger this week. Yeah, I got like, too much on my plate. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I just went through an hour, like hour and a half of driving myself insanely yeah. mad watching we've, all we've these We've been videos. down the rabbit holes, just different ra rabbit holes. Yeah. Yeah. And this idiot has been getting like crazy follows and engagement because of this butthole video. So like basically, if you don't know what I'm talking I about. I mean, does he have a really nice looking butthole? I don't know. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. <laughs> So basically, he shows his bare butthole, and it's literally, I don't know if, no, I want to keep saying that word, but he keeps showing, <laughs> let's just call it his, his, his rear. His rear, okay. He keeps, but like in the video, it happens in like the first five seconds. There's no warning. Yeah. He literally was like, hi, for reference, this, and then he just literally just shows. Unleashed it. the butthole. Yeah, 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 pretty much. Um, Cause I watched the first five seconds, and I was like, oh my God, and I just immediately yeah. shut it down. I was like, I, I'm not watching yeah. that, but. So he bears his butthole, he bears his rear, <laughs> and your rear doesn't really cover it. I doesn't like, cover sorry, it because like you can moon so he shows it, you know, from like what, spread eagle. From like, what I understand, yes, cheeks apart. He even he even stitched this one video where someone drew it. <laughs> Fan art. Fan arted it. <laughs> And they like covered that part with like a eraser or something. But I was like, oh, that is even more than enough than oh I even needed God. to see. So then, but it's basically pornography, right? Yeah. Which is I like, mean, whatever. I don't give a shit. Whatever you want to do. Yeah. But there's appropriate channels for that for safety right. reasons, right. right? Like an OnlyFans. Like right. If my kid's scrolling through YouTube and they come right. across that video, there's no parental warning. There's and no I've caution. And I've literally seen comments from people being like, my five-year-old brother showed me this video. Oh, no. But he's getting a workaround and it's not being taken down because he formed it as an educational video. No, like The video is literally titled like, How to Nair Your Butthole. Well, I mean, okay, so then if that's the case, are you allowed to do an educational video on like how to insert a penis into a vagina? And then be like, I have to show it because I'm trying to, like, is that is that okay? Like what- How, what, do, how to hygienically eat a vagina. You know what to, I mean? Like, how to murder someone. I have to show you how to do it. So I have to, <laughs> sir, I'm sorry. Thank you for being Where's here. Where's the line, right? Yeah, I, I don't know. And there's even comments of people being like, it's only up because his proximity to whiteness, the algorithm thinks he's white, like da 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 da. Oh, and just like, you know what I mean? So like on one end, we have Colleen who, actually, to our opinion, yeah. is actually <laughs> evil. And then we have someone on the other end, Kevin Leonardo, who I'm pretty sure is just like, dumb. I'm I, sorry. I don't, here's the thing though. I think a lot of the times we pass these things off as just people being ignorant and dumb. When I think truly, sadly, it is more sinister than that. It is. Capitalizing on rage is a huge industry. It is. People accuse me of doing it all the time. I'm like, I'm trying to explain why this is not okay. And if you're feeling rage, it's because this is not okay. But I'm not using it because I want you to feel the rage. I'm using it because I've experienced the rage. Or they're feeling rage because they're like, oh, I can't do that anymore. You're taking right. something away from right. me. And you're like, right. yeah. Whatever the rage you're feeling, I'm not trying to incite your rage. I'm just demonstrating why this could be rageful. Right. Like rage think about inducing. what kind of person would get mad because you're like, murder's not okay. Right. How dare you? What kind? The only kind of person I can think of is people who like to like murder. To murder. <laughs> yeah. Or like was thinking about murdering someone <laughs> right. one day. Like, what do you mean? Right. Like, like that's okay. Yeah. When like, I tell yes. you something's racist and you get upset, it's because right. you are racist. Right. <laughs> it's the only logical answer. Right. But I do agree with you. I don't want to just attribute it to that or like stigmatize people who don't have such... 
high intelligence because that's not the case. But like, I just don't think he's like sinisterly evil. I think that he just. Here's what I think happened. I don't know. I don't know that. I don't know his the depth and breadth of his content oh, or whatever. Oh, not the right words to use here. Oh yeah, <laughs> God. Especially after I've said buttholes so many times. But I don't think. Here's what I think happens, and I I, I made a video about this the other day. When you're making content, you're making videos or whatever. You don't know what's going to resonate with people, and not just the, the content itself, but is it going to resonate coming from me? Right. When I first started, I didn't know what people liked. I just made a whole bunch of videos and whatever. I think a lot of people, when they make a video, like it was that this guy, I made a video, I think his name is Chase. The clicker the, the remote. Yeah. And I made a video, it was more of like a cautionary tale. Like, listen, I know this is your first video that has gone viral, very viral, five, six million views. And that is a very exciting feeling. And when you have that feeling, you want that feeling again. It's very much to what I understand, like, you know, intravenous drug use is like, that hits you and you're like, I want it again. So be careful because you're, it's a very slippery slope that you're, mm. you're, you're on. Because that will ultimately be what you are known for. Like that girl, Kayla, who makes all of those fucking nail salon videos. But what happens is that shit, you take it and it goes too far and then, then it's over. I agree with you. I do think it's some of that because ever since that video went viral, like all of his content is about it. He's like, why? There's one video he's like, let me explain to you why I winked at the end of that Nair video. It's like. What? Right. That that was a whole video right. for so you. So everything's gonna circle back to his butthole. And it everything's does. gonna be about his it butthole does. for the rest but of the But also, life. he also calls it a bidet. A bidet. The what? Mm-hmm. He calls it a bidet a bidet? Mm-hmm. A bidet. A bidet. A bidet. <laughs> you know, like Biden, but with a T instead of an N. Listen, he's he obviously is capitalizing on what But you works. can be both. You can be both. You cannot sure. be the brightest person. And because of that, you also it's chase because, yeah, this Exactly. Thing. It's because you're not the brightest person, you cannot diversify your content yes. and you must rely on that yes. one thing. And you pigeonhole yourself. Enter because- Jennifer Murphy. Yes. This is all that same conversation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got to stick to what works because I cannot find the creativity in myself to Once do anything phone. else. Yeah. Right. And so that that is... That's to be expected now, I think, especially just in in knowing what social media is like and how much people love and want to be on it. And yeah. like so many kids want to be influencers. That's what they're, they don't want to be like doctors and lawyers that they want to be influencers. And I think once you get, get a taste for it, you know, the blood is in the water. But the enraging part though, for me is when I go through his comments. Yes, of course. And it's like, just. That's where the evil lives. Thousands of people, of people who like, don't have their faces, are hiding behind like anime PFPs. And I'm pretty sure the majority of them are children. Probably. Who are probably in the LGBTQ community. You know what I mean? And it enrages me that they're idolizing him because they look at it as has, he just says whatever is on his mind. Oh yeah. I mean, there was a guy who was the president who got elected to presidency because of that very same ideal. Which is like- Oh, wow, he which, really just says it like he thinks it. Which, well, he thinks like a fucking lunatic. That's yeah, the problem. Which that's the thing is, is like amongst people who maybe also share a similar intellectual level, right? they think that they're just saying whatever's on their mind when in reality, people who know better know that like those people, sometimes like they don't know the difference between what should be said and what shouldn't be. You know what right. I mean? So it's not something to what- Stupidity isn't something to admire. Ignorance isn't something to admire. You know what I mean? Like, yes, yes, confidence, talking about stuff that needs to be talked about. Those are things that should be admired. On things that you've educated yourself on, not just fucking vomiting from your mouth, like words, just. If 
being a bottoming guy for the gay community and educating them is like something you want to do. That actually is, sounds great. You know what I mean? I'm sure that's something that needs to be talked about, whatever, sure. but like not when you're then talking about how racial preferences are okay. Like he made this video on YouTube where he literally ranks his racial preferences. And as an East Asian man, and it's funny, if you watch his content enough, you understand. Is he East Asian? He's of Chinese ethnicity, but of Indonesian nationality. Oh, okay, okay. So, when so he's you, Chinese Indonesian. No. Yes, but when you yes. watch his content, you understand where his internalized racism comes from. So apparently, supposedly, according to him, he and his family were chased out of Indonesia because they were Chinese and Catholic. Oh, okay. Like he talks okay. about how their apartment was burned down and all of these things. And, you know, partially because he's Chinese ethnically yeah. and because they were Catholic. So they got, you know, run out of town basically. Yeah. And, you know, and I think that's like where some of his like internalized racism comes sure, from, I either mean, from the fact that like you got so horribly prejudiced and, you know, run out right. because persecuted because of who you are ethnically and what you look like, but also then by other Asian people. So there's like this, I get it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But then he goes on to talk about how like therapy doesn't work. Oh, which try some <laughs> actually from his perspective, I do understand what he's saying. He says that it doesn't work for people who aren't don't want it. Sure. Okay. Fine. Which does make Fine. sense. But like, even for those people, if you just participate in it, it does work whether mm -hmm. you want it to or not. Right. It's just a matter of like not having your walls closed off sure. and being like, I'm not going to say anything for an hour. You know right, what I mean? Right. So like all that stuff makes sense. But at the same time, so either way in this video, real quick, either way in this video, he talks about all his racial preferences and he's like, I am not mm -hmm. attracted to like East Asian guys. He's like, unless they're like mixed half white. Unless you dilute your Asian-ness, I'm not, I don't think you're attractive. And then he outwardly talks about, he's like, he, there were videos where he's like, can we normalize like like liking white guys? <laughs> There's nothing wrong with liking white yeah. guys. And even in his even in his video, the one where he's like talking about his, his racial rankings, he's like, you know, he's like, I like white guys because he's like, that's all I grew up with. And like, I pictured myself like, da, da, da. and I was like, right, 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 okay. right. You think you're explaining yourself, but in reality, you're actually proving our point right. about why representation is so important because right. we're all told to believe that this is pretty, this is what you should desire. And you yourself got brainwashed, right. propagandized right. into believing that whiteness is greatness. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like, he's like somewhat fascinating to watch from an angry perspective because you're like, <laughs> All of it makes sense. And psychology is like, this guy is a specimen for why psychology right. is so fucking real. Right, right. You know what I mean? But at the same time, it's just like the messages he puts out is so damaging. So toxic. So toxic. I mean, he literally, he literally talks about how he idolizes Ashkenazi Jews. Okay. For what reason? Because they make money. Oh. <laughs> so he stereotypes Jewish people. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing I think of, in like, a sexual way. So it, he thinks it's okay. Cause he's like, Oh, it's not negative. It's right. like, right. But if you talk to any Jewish person being associated with money has, has led caused to them violence. To, right, right. Exactly. Exactly. So it's like, how do you not know that? And right. how do you just jokingly make so, this content? I think, I think a big part of what I take issue with of this, from this guy, from what I know is just like how flippantly he says things and he doesn't understand like the weight of the things that he says. Here's why I say like, stupid. Like his words yeah. are so, but. No, I know, I know. 
I know. No, because his cash, the casual nature of the way and how he says things is very, very troubling. Yeah, it gets under my skin. Because, so right. Because, because also that he's using it because he can get away with it by being so casual about it, right? I love Jewish men because they make money. Like, right. oh. Okay. Also, he's pandering to, like, I'm assuming the majority of his followers are white people. Sure. So they're all, right. you know? And like, you know, to your, to the point that we were talking about earlier, like you can say that you have a preference on certain people because there is a certain degree of exposure for certain people that you've been around and that is okay. As long as what we were, how were you, how did you phrase Until it? Until there's a disqualifier. Right. You, look, racial, you can have preferences for anything. Right. And it doesn't become discriminatory until you have a disqualifier. Right. I don't date Asians. I don't date right. black people. Right. You right. know what I mean? Like all those things. Right. You just took it from a preference. I'm literally getting goosebumps because it makes me so upset. Ugh. To from a preference to discrimination. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like I have a preference for people of color. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like I've come... I think over the last like 10 years, I've just come to the realization that there comes a lot of baggage a lot of times with white people, you know yeah. what I mean? Like even if your yeah. partner's okay, somewhere in their family, someone's not gonna be okay. Right, or their circle of friends. Circle or, of friends, right. or just like not understanding things or like, you know, sometimes like even you said, watching shows where you're like, they're just missing the obvious right. points that are for us sure. people of color. And like, those are just some things that like get under my skin enough where like maybe I would try to avoid that if possible. Right. But I don't disqualify. But if you met a girl that yeah. was white or a person that was white and you were like, they're amazing and right. I want to spend time with you, you wouldn't disqualify them because they were white. Right. That's exactly and what I don't saying. use it as a disqualifier. Right. I just know that these are things that I think would mesh, mesh better with right. the things that right. I like, the personality traits that I like. You know what right. I mean? Like the belief systems. Right. But experience, again, not disqualifiers. Right. Cause like there's beauty in everything. You sure. know what I mean? So, I mean, I just talked about it with my friend yesterday, you know, he and I are both in relationships with white men. And we were talking about how in certain spaces, there are just times where I'm like, you just don't get it. And I need you to be just okay with you acknowledging that you don't get it. It's not because I'm telling you, I want you to understand it because you won't, you can't. There is no way for you to fully understand and embrace what it's like for me as an Asian woman to be in a space with you and all your white friends and have somebody say something to me that is the in passing seemingly so innocuous, but to me feels like a fucking slap in the face. But especially if you're gonna have kids, I feel like they do need to understand even yes. a little bit. Understand is one thing, but trying to, um, understanding is one thing, but I Lived don't think that they can fully yeah, understand, yeah. right? Yeah. Or like, I don't wanna hear, I don't wanna hear like, I totally get it. I totally understand. No, you don't, right. yes. you don't. And that's okay. I wanna hear, I don't fully understand. I want to try to empathize. Right. I don't fully understand, but I want to try to learn and more about it. That is very different. I fully get it. I totally yeah. understand. No, the fuck you don't. I don't know you which one's more enraging. The, oh, I get it. Or right. it's not a big deal. Yeah, right. I, I'm, I, between those two, I vacillate when I hear like, and that was something that he brought up with me is that something was said to him that really bothered him and he took it very offensively. So they were hanging out. It was him, his partner, partner and, and then a group, of friends. a group of friends who are all white. Mm -hmm. And something was said to him that he took very offensively. And what's his ethnicity? He is Puerto Rican and Filipino. Okay. And something was said to him and he was just like, are you gonna just let that fly? And they were like, let's just, you know what? Like, let's not make it a big deal. Let's just not make it a big deal. Let's not make people uncomfortable. Let's just, you know, move on. And he was just like- But they also called him a word, right? Ignorant, they yeah. called him ignorant. 
And to be the only person of color in a room, and I don't know if I want to divulge a lot because they might be listening, <laughs> um, but to call the only person of color in a room ignorant carries a lot of stigma, carries a lot of social stigma, and is something that we all, as people of color, hear all the time. Because of your limited grasp of the language, you're so ignorant. Because you come from a war-torn country, you're so ignorant. Because, you know, whatever. For any number of reasons. Which is wild, because all of those things sounds like added lived experiences right. that other people don't have. <laughs> right. There is definitely irony Crazy. to that, always. Yeah. Um, and so he was just like, so we're just going to gloss over this? We're just going to just whatever? Like... And so we talked about like, and I was like, we can't expect our white partners to fully understand our lived experience. And this is why, you know, sometimes in partnerships, there are boundaries and there are things that you can talk about and things that you can share. But if commiseration is what you're looking for, I don't know that you're going to get it. That's why you called me. <laughs> right? yeah, yeah. That's why we've been on the phone for 45 right. minutes, because I understand what being in that room feels like. Yes. I understand when somebody like uses a fake Asian accent in front of me and expects me to laugh and I don't. And they say it's not a big deal. It's just a joke. I understand I can fully understand how you're feeling because I've felt it too. Yes. And that is, you know, and I'm not, I've dated men of all ethnicities and religions and backgrounds. I really have. Um, I happen to just have found my person in a white person and that's just what happened. And, and it comes with a lot of things and things that he and I openly discuss in front of our daughters mm -hmm. very openly. Like daddy will never fully understand what it feels like when we're in certain spaces. And he's never gonna fully understand those subtle things that people say to us that make us feel certain types of ways. Right. But we can always rely on him to be supportive in how we're feeling about it. Yes. And that is, I think, ultimately what matters to, to mm -hmm. me. And the only thing that I could you know, possibly want from my husband, I don't know what else I could yeah. possibly want for him to do. I think that's part of the really important reason why it's like very, it's important. I'm trying to think of a synonym. <laughs> imperative. I'm just gonna say important three times. It's very imperative. <laughs> that you find your community because yes. like, and I, and I used to be this person who was like, I'm confident. I'm strong enough to be the only Asian person in a white space all the time. Every time I'm killing it. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like they all think that I'm white. Like, no, yes. none, all of those came with like negative things. You know what I mean? Like you never feel understood the one or couple times a day. Let's be realistic yeah. here that something microaggressions happen yeah. and you're left to feel like a crazy person because like everyone just dismisses you, tells right. you it's not a big deal. Like stop being so sensitive. Right. Um, you need to find your people, but just like your friend called you, right. you need someone who needs to understand and validate your feelings because right. otherwise you're going to feel so alone. I so isolating. Yes, it's so, so isolating. isolating. And I think that's part of it. And like, I think that's, some of our listeners, you know what I yeah. mean? Like we get write-ins all the time of people telling us how they're in very white spaces and right. white states. And know? they feel like we understand their experience. Yeah. We fully, and the thing is, is like, it's because we've all been in that room. Right. When you're sitting there with a bunch of people and somebody says something and you feel that like heat in your body and you're getting upset and you know you're getting upset and you have to kind of decide like, do I make this whole fucking room uncomfortable? Do I flip the fucking table? Like, what do I do? Do I just fucking suck it up and just pretend like it's not happening? I don't know what to do, I, <laughs> right? I want to react, but I'm going to make every person in this room really fucking uncomfortable, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm usually of the, fuck it, yeah. I, let's get uncomfortable. Same. And this is what I told him. I was like, so, you know, you make it uncomfortable. I'm sorry. I'm going to make you as uncomfortable as you've made me. In right. fact, I'm going to multiply it by 10. Right. Because this is the only time you've done it. 
let's just fucking, let's have at it. Right. Like either we all feel uncomfortable for 10 minutes or for the next 20 years, I have to feel uncomfortable sporadically throughout the rest of my life. Right. And I just carry this fucking pit in my stomach because I don't want you to feel like uncomfortable for a second. No. Eat my shit. Yeah. We're not, (laughs) we don't live in the nineties and eighties anymore. In fact, I was going to make a video about this on TikTok and I love them. Like at least they used to, you know, the Lawrence brothers. Joey. Whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) Joey Lawrence. So his brothers, you know, Joey, the other one. Other Joey, other (laughs) other Joey. (laughs) I'm sorry. Joey. Matt. 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 You. Matt Lawrence. And. The one that got shafted, the younger one, the middle one (laughs) who was on Boy Meets World. And then Joey. Okay. (laughs) Awesome. Yes. Okay. Um. So they have a podcast now. Oh, okay, cool. And they talk about, you know, a lot of their childhoods, their famous stuff, yeah. the show stuff, whatever, sure. whatever. They just recently did this episode. I watched a clip of it. I don't listen to the podcast. Yeah. I just get a clip. Um, they did it with another 90s TV star. I couldn't really pinpoint who it was. I just kind of was like, I feel like I've seen that guy on TV before uh-huh. when I was younger. But either way, they were talking about how the 90s were this great time. Because you could say what he wanted. Everybody was watching the same thing. Ah. And now they were saying that like now, and like we had this like community because everyone was watching the same thing and tuning in 25 million people were watching their show at a given time. And now there's so many options like da, 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 da. And the whole time I was watching being like, this is the whitest shit yeah. I've <laughs> ever fucking Are we heard. talking about the good old days? Yeah, talking about the, like, the time when America was great? Right, sure. For then it's like, yeah, we're all watching the same thing. We're all going through- for none of us people who weren't white, that's not how it yeah, felt. You know right. what I mean? It's like, now for us, it's like, great, there's other content. Like, I don't have to just watch white stories right. with white people right. and white protagonists and white heroes. It's like, we have these complex shows with right. like other emotions and other people. And I just remember watching it being like, I just don't think that some people get it. And like you said, I'm not sure that they ever Ever will. will. Or, or is it, should we even have the expectation that they can, you know, and I was telling my friend yesterday, how though, how can you possibly- Because we're fucking expected to understand how they feel. So I know it's not beyond the concept of See, but then the only way for them to understand how we feel is for them to feel all those negative feelings. And is that really the only thing that we want to achieve? I don't. I mean, if that's, I mean, I know you're going to say yes, just to be a snarky probably. prick. Okay, I know you well I'm enough I'm still kind of trying to understand the concept of the question you're asking. The concept of my question but I'm is, thinking yes. if we want them to fully understand the things that we've lived and experienced, all of those negative things, it's only, the only way they can understand that is if they go through and understand and go through all of these negative things. I don't think that they have so to go through So we want it. them to, how? Then, then. I think, I think them. Listen. Okay. Let's, let's talk. Let, childbirth. I don't think they have to like live through it. Childbirth. I've been through childbirth twice. It is a very intense, painful. I'll never understand. You will never fully understand it. I know what kidney stones feel like, but it's not the same. It's not the same. And you might experience the worst pain you've ever felt, but you will never fully understand the pain I've experienced. So that's why when I say my husband can't understand how I feel, it's because he'll never experience the things I've experienced. So to have the expectation that they can or should, I think is unfair. But I don't think you have to fully, fully understand something to understand something. Agreed. We all know what but horrible fully, pain but feels But anything like. short of fully is not fully. It's not. Right. But it should be enough to have empathy Absolutely. and understanding. 
percent. You know what I mean? So I'm like, that's what I'm saying. I don't know that they necessarily have to live it. Sure. But maybe some like just like they were saying, we all understand the white plight because we were forced to watch it, of course, and hear about it, and listen to it through songs and all this stuff. You know what I mean? Like. Right. But there is so, I know that. So let's say for I, I love to give analogies. I feel like that always Same helps me is. understand. Yeah. So like, let's say I met somebody who had their hand cut off. I can empathize and understand what it must be like and the difficulties that they have to, the struggles that they might have to go through, or even just having to buy different things to help them get through their days or having to find alternate ways of, you know, putting on their makeup, brushing their hair, whatever, all of these things. I can try to understand that, but I'll never fully have to experience it and go through yeah, it. It's true. And so that would mean that I could make if they were to come to my home, I could try to find ways to make it more accommodating for them. I could try to make, you know, spaces that we're going to share more, you know, user friendly for them or, you know, whatever. However, we I would do that. But it's with the empathy, but not with necessarily understanding. It's not. There's a difference, I think. But from my end, for instance, like when I was younger, I used to laugh at Tourette's syndrome. Because, mm. you know, if you it take can it be, at face value, yeah, it sure. looks funny. Yeah. But this is where my point comes in. I've watched a lot of content about people with Tourette's and now I no longer find it sure. funny yes. because I understand of course. what they go through. I understand now that a lot of it is physically painful for yes. them yes. and like outside of the emotional toll from being ridiculed and stared at and laughed at all right. the time. You know what I mean? So like I will never understand what it's like to have Tourette's, yes. but now I understand enough to be better. tell people like, Hey, you can't make Tourette's jokes. Sure. Like we don't, you know what I mean? Like, yes. or like when, when someone with Tourette's is like, Hey, we need this to make our lives better. I'm going to be like, Hey, I don't understand, but I'm going to support you because sure. that's what you need to survive right. and be happy. Right. You know what I mean? So I feel like, and, and my point isn't that they have to go through it in order to, yeah, to, of course. to be better about yeah, yeah, yeah. it. I'm just saying that like, you know, try though, as you may, and it is appreciated and valued. Let's be honest. You'll never fully understand it. Yeah. And that's okay too. You know, and the, the steps that you make with the knowledge that you will never fully understand, but still want to try to empathize, those are the things that you move forward it's with. It's true, but I, I I guess what I'm trying to say, there wasn't a but there. Mm. What I am trying and. to say, yeah, and what I'm trying <laughs> to say is, is that I think that we need to stop doing the thing where we're like, oh, I don't belong to that community, so like I'm just never going to understand. No, which right, is like literally what that one critic said He's Emmy award winning, by the way. Who? That critic who wrote that about Joyride. Fuck, that guy won an Emmy? Jackson something? Whatever the fuck his white name is. You're he, kidding he me. He won an Emmy. At least that's what it says on his Twitter profile. My video kept getting taken down. I made a video about Joyride. It got taken down three times. I was like, what did I do? Like I used little clips, but they use clips all over the place. Oh my God. I literally put the whole clips of them saying the raunchiest thing. I, I was like, that's crazy. I know. Don't take mine down. That's not what I'm saying. Put mine back up. Yeah. Piss me Put off. Put them back up. Yeah. It's bullshit. But either way, that guy literally was closed off in his mind before he saw the movie that yeah. because this is Asian, I'm just never no, going I'm, to I understand. can't relate. In I fact, like I have a friend who's white who told me, he was like, yeah, I don't really listen because like, I don't think I'm going to relate. Thanks. Right. <laughs> Asshole. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, but why don't you think we're going to relate? Because just because they're the Asian side or like some of the That's stories so that I'm crazy. talking about has to do with an Asian experience. Right doesn't necessarily mean that it's not a human experience. Oftentimes right. these are things that, that's what I mean. Like I think a lot of people tend to be closed off and see things at face value. When if you really listen, pay attention, you will find something in your past to relate to. Even if you're like, look, 
I felt this and this felt horrible. And right. you're telling me you felt this. Right. I at least now know that like I my whole day week was ruined and my like self-esteem suffered because of this. And you're telling me like, you know what I mean? You live this your whole life in this way. Yeah. Right. That is understanding. Understanding doesn't mean like you see red. I know red. No, it doesn't have to be that. Like, you know, your favorite color, what it evokes in you, you know, you don't have to have love the same color to understand what having a favorite color does to something. You know what I mean? Like, I can't believe that that guy didn't want to, or didn't enjoy it because he couldn't relate. It's like, don't you have friends? Haven't you ever partied too hard? Haven't you ever like right. like there are so many so many relatable things in that movie. It's not just about being a woman and being Asian. Yeah. That guy's the worst. That guy is the Well, worst. also could you imagine like conversely if every person every black indigenous and person of color in this country turned off their television because they didn't find something relatable on a show that with white people? Well, cuz like back this, to the fucking Lawrence brothers point yeah. like hello? Like the critic who said a similar thing about Turning red. Yeah. Remember when oh, they yeah, came yeah, out? Yeah. They were like, "Yeah, we're not going to relate to this." I'm not like, Chinese. It's like, yeah, I'm not a panda either, but I right. still watch the movie and I get it. But we all right, <laughs> and that's the point. And it's like we watched movies for years and shows. We're like, we're not white. We related. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I I'm watched Home a, Improvement all the time. Right. I didn't even have a dad. I'm not. Yeah, I exactly. still related. Right. The dumb fuck are you talking about? I'm not a princess. Yeah. I'm not a mermaid. I'm not a chicken. I'm not like- Literally imagine if anyone I interacted with, as soon as they started talking about their dad, I was like, yeah, I'm not going to listen because like I don't don't have have a dad. dad. I'm not going to relate. Right. That's crazy. People Do you know how dumb that sounds? And the thing is, is like they expect us to be open-minded. Right. And they expect us well, to Well, that's the crazy absorb. part is people think they say stuff like that and they think it's okay. And that's what I mean by when I say that, like, you should just relate things to your personal life. Because if so- if I were about to say that, I'd be like, you know what? Before I say something that might sound stupid, let me just think back. Let me just make an analogy. If I were to be like, I don't have a dad. So, no, that sounds stupid. Right. Um, I've never eaten. Oh, no. Yeah, that sounds stupid. Right. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like the fact that people think that it's okay to even say that blows my mind because like you literally are saying from the beginning, you choose not to understand people that don't look like you. Right, right. And that is where the problem lies. Right, the wall is already up. Right, and that's like, that's why I don't think people realize that's how, why I, I think we both, tend to harp on like that othering aspect of it because what people don't understand is when you other other person other somebody you're basically saying you're something other than human you're not this relatable thing you're this person you're this thing right you know and once you've othered someone in your mind it's like the same thing as when you like put someone in a box like i'm not gonna like them Mm -hmm. no matter what they say or do you're just gonna look through the lens of like i don't like them even if people are like you do realize you're the same person right and you're like well i've I've done that with people yeah where like i find out that somebody's like a lawyer and i'm like fuck lawyers Lawyers (laughs) assholes or whatever and then i'll meet them like all right you're pretty fucking cool (laughs) and i almost didn't become friends with you because you're a lawyer right and like that's dumb that's dumb it's it's so closed-minded and it's so limiting and like if you're not going to try to just like open yourself to under understanding other people, then what the fuck are you doing? What right. are you even doing here? And like movie critics going into movies closed minded, like, and not being able to find anything outside of just the general, like understanding of the movie, which is they are Asian for Asian women. Like that's it. That's all you got. From which that? I really want to point out the fact that like, you're trying to make your life as a movie critic where your whole job is to interpret, right. analyze, <laughs> right. And like literally do that. And you're telling, you're literally just loudly being like, yeah, I can't even look below the surface, but you want to be a credible movie critic. Right. 
What in the actual fuck is yeah. happening? I'm going to remake that fucking How video. How did you I'm going to remake that video and it's going to be all about that fucking guy. Emmy. Yeah, Fucker. I was going to, uh, yeah, I was, because like the one thing I realized was that um, he also panned Shang-Chi. And everything everywhere all at and once. And everything everywhere all at once. Gee, I'm sensing a fucking theme. What is the theme? If only I could try to figure out <laughs> yeah. what the theme of his dislikes are. And I he, cannot. And he literally was um, praising the new Indiana Jones movie, which is flopping like a motherfucker right now. <laughs> One of these is not like the others. Yeah. yeah. Really? One of them flopped and the other three did amazing. Yeah. Everything everywhere all at once. I forget what he said about it, but I was like- Probably something similar to the fact that it's like not relatable. Yeah, he said it was like trying too hard. And it was like- That's what he said about yeah. Joy, Joyride. I almost said Joy Luck Club. <laughs> similar. Yeah. But di totally different. <laughs> totally different. <laughs> oh my gosh. But- um, And then the thing about those kinds of things and when people interpret our experiences that way and like we hear them, we internalize those things, right? So like- if I were a young impressionable kid and I read like, oh, I can't relate like, oh, so people who see me can't relate to me. So I want to be less me. Right. I want to be less me now so that I can relate to people. And, and they can. And the reason I talk about this is because I was on TikTok and I had somebody reach out to me or I was, I was watching a video and I was like, oh my God, I think I know that girl. And I go to her page and it turns out she follows me. So now I'm thinking, oh, I think she must know who I am too. And it turns out she's this woman that I was, that I went to high school with. And she was one of, you know, only a few Korean- other, Was she in your grade? She was a grade younger. Okay. Um, she was, was one like, of- That would have been so awkward. I know. 30? 30 years? Like, yeah, 30 years. <laughs> I forgot. And I was like trying to do the math without being offensive. You know, I was like, God damn it. Ed. 417 <laughs> yeah. years, you bag of dust, bitch. 60th. <laughs> <laughs> so I go to her page and like, whatever. And like, you know, we, I, I don't want to say that we were like enemies. We weren't enemies, but we definitely weren't friends. And I- I think, and maybe this is just my perception, think that a lot of how we felt about each other, there was a lot of, a little bit of animosity for no reason between the two of us. And I can't, and I can't help but think it was because of all of the external things that were coming at us about how we shouldn't necessarily like or love ourselves. And so we couldn't love other people that were like us. And she's great. I mean, she is really interesting. And I think she's lived a really interesting life. And I looked back and I like regretted the fact that she and I were never friends. Yeah. I regretted the fact that I was like standoffish to her. And I think her to me to some degree, yeah. because we had internalized all of these ideals outside of what we really thought and wanted and thought we couldn't be friends. There's th this, this town's not big enough for two Korean girls. Like yeah, what, you know? And so I think we maybe could have missed out on a really cool friendship. A projected perception. Right. Almost. And my best friend in high school Linda Kim, shout out to Linda Kim. She's so nice. She was oh, my she best was friend. She was Korean. Oh. But I think she, like I, was also the, okay, so let's try to be as white as we can, okay? <laughs> like, blend, go. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was- Simulate. I played volleyball. We did the musicals. We were like, you know, doing all the things that our white friends were doing. But like, you know, behind closed doors, we would talk about Korean stuff and like, you know, eat kimchi together and stuff, whatever. And I think we had that shared thing. And there was some reason, for some reason with, with Jen, I didn't have that, I, that like it wasn't there for us. And I like look back and I'm like, that was so dumb. What a missed opportunity. And like, obviously it's not over. She's on TikTok now. We actually have our mutuals now. Um, but you know, she seems really fucking cool. So I, I just wish that I didn't allow all of those external things to really affect my perception on other Asian people and, yeah. and myself, you know? But that's the whole bottom of the barrel mentality. Right. 
And that's why people don't understand. But when you literally are forced to compete with each other while trying to just fit in, that's what ends up happening is that people start butting heads and they just try not to be in last place. Right. And oftentimes that comes out of desperation. You start stepping over people to be like, I, I wasn't last. You see that photo yeah. finish? Right, like right, that right. bitch is on the ground. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's like, it's sad and it's really fucked up and it's systemic. Yeah, of course. It's really frustrating. And I think knowing now, you know, I wish, you know, looking back on then, you know, that time in my life, I wish I loved myself more. I Same. wish I wasn't so fucking insecure about being who I am yeah. that it affected, you know, potentials for me to have, you know, really, you know, meaningful relationships. And I don't know that she and I would have ever, but I never gave us the chance either, yeah. you know, and that, that to me is kind of a bummer. Um, but I don't know, maybe I'll tell her that. Why not? Yeah. You know, shoot my shot. I don't even know what for. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just might as well talk to her. Water under the bridge. Yeah. You guys can be friends now. Is she in LA? Yeah. Uh, I believe so. I have no reason to believe she's not. But LA is big. LA is big. But she big. She she grew up on like the other side of my parents' street. It was like this like kind of like. Oh, you guys could have been like besties, like hung out all the time. Saying. I mean, like, so like the way the street is though, it was like a mile uphill like this. Oh. <laughs> Forced you, but she was just like on the but other with side the of it. Bike, yeah. it could have been plausible. Uh, right, electric scooters. You obviously don't know my parents' neighborhood at all because <laughs> the hills are like I've been there. It's like <laughs> the, the, the hill is this. You were on yeah. like the flat part of the hill, but that's yeah. not the point. But you know, my point is just like not good. You know, losing out on potential relationships and opportunities and friendships and making connections with people because we're so inundated with the idea that we're not worthy of those things is a real fucking bummer. And I think that's why we do what we do every single day. And people, and, and the thing that I never really expected was for people to thank me for the content that we make. It's because I understand it because I wish it was different. I wish yeah. it were different. And I think these little changes concentrically hopefully can make a difference. Yeah, and people do. People thank us all the time for the content that we make that we make. But I don't think people oftentimes realize that we make this content because like we've said it before in other ambiguous ways, but we make content f that we needed yeah, at that time, right. you know, which means that at some place in our lives, we were going through very similar things where we were just trying to figure out who we were while assimilating, while trying not to stick out. And then right. we finally, after a really long roundabout way, came across here. And the reason why we started doing this podcast, I think, was because we both needed someone in our lives yeah. to commiserate about these yeah. things with. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And which means that we all do, which is why we were like, you know what? If we need it. Then you do too. I know for a fact there's bunch of people out there so many who need it you know so what I many mean? and and it's not even just like the people who experience it themselves it's the people that are around them that want to know like how can i further support my loved one how can i su further support my i mean asian, honestly Korean wife children or whatever those people paid attention to stuff like this then the asian people or the people of color immigrants whoever are listening to this and need this they wouldn't need this as much right yeah as right. much yeah exactly and that, that and i i hope that, that that is what the next ring of outreach is for our show and for our content and for all the things that we do is that like, I don't want to just talk to the Asian people that are listening. I want to talk to the non-Asian people who aren't listening, yeah. you know, and understanding like why this is important. And if there is somebody in your life that you claim to care about and love, then this is the important stuff that you need to hear. This is the behind closed doors stuff that we talk about with each other because we can't seem to talk about it with you. Right. So if that is something that helps you open the door and I think, 
one of my most favorite letters that we ever got was from that dad who had a daughter that was, you know, half Korean. Yeah. I think about that often. Actually. Yeah, me too. And like how this show helped kind of bridge that gap a little bit and help them under help her understand her mother better. I mean, like, there's just so many things, so many like different situations and people who, I don't know, just I need to hear it. I, I'm one of them. I'm on top on the list, you know? So yep. same. that's, that's, that's what's happening with me. Yeah. It's like the <laughs> circle of life, you know, you yep. make mistakes, you grow up to fix them. You help other people yeah. who are making mistakes all I can and they grow for. up. Yeah. Yeah. And then we all yeah. die. Which is really funny because this whole podcast was not supposed to be about this at all. <laughs> it just kind of <laughs> happened. <laughs> That's what we happens. You put a, me and Ed in a room, this is what's going to happen. Yeah. But I'm glad it did. This well, is half the time we're great. like, we're going to talk about this before, like on the podcast. And then like for an hour leading up to before recording, we just like talk about a bunch <laughs> of random stuff. And our producer's always like, we should just record that beginning part. <laughs> and now we don't we really know did. how to get even get to topics, <laughs> which is why we were like, we're not going to do topics anymore. I know. But then it's just, but that's but okay. Our brains are also so broken. No, like so type, I don't know if type A is even the right word. We're just like so OCD in our brains where I think sometimes we would like there to be a topic because it helps yes. us focus I, our right. ADHD yes. brains. Yes, I think that's what it is. But then also because we have ADHD brains. Right, just, I'm like, I need, I need, I need like a goal. I need yeah. like a finish line. And if I don't have that, I, I'm just like, ah! yeah. I'm just like running off. <laughs> Usually right back to where I started. Yeah. I'm like, oh, am I starting to re repeat, repeat yeah, myself? Right. <laughs> like, oh, I've gone so full circle. I just told this story twice in the same fucking episode. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, you know, but anyway. Oh, good time. On that note, thank you again, all. Oh my God. All of you so much yeah. for the support you and love you show us. It means it's, it's so tremendous. It's so cool. I love it. So thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. And thank you to everyone who doesn't comment on the fact that I am so overdue for a haircut. I am one of those people that did not comment. <laughs> yeah, no, but if you're Asian, you know the struggle that I'm talking it about. Starts to get prickly. Yeah, Asian. <laughs> it's so thick. A lot of Latino yes, people. Yes, yeah, We have very similar hairs and it just grows straight, straight out, out. <laughs> until it just flops and goes dead. It just just, it gives up. He's like, I can't. yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's like I got yeah. it. I got it. It's like, eh. I can't. it's more like, oh, yeah. I can't hold on anymore. <laughs> but I have a haircut today that I've been waiting for for so long. It's time. Yeah. All mm -hmm. right. Well, thank you guys so much. Sign off. <laughs> <laughs> Sign off. On that note, you can follow. I'm no, just kidding. <laughs> you can find Suji at. <laughs> <That's> uh, <laughs> but seriously, thank you guys. And uh, you can find us on our socials. You can find me at Suji One on TikTok and Instagram. And you can find me, Ed, at Etch a Sketch with a J. And you can find the podcast at What in the Shibai. On that note, if you are watching us on YouTube, thank you. Oh. Please make sure you like, subscribe, and ring that bell. <laughs> just, I just wait for the day you give up and you're just like, ring. <laughs> I got a lot. It's gonna be a long time. <laughs> you keep saying that, but it seems like you struggle. I just I just forget that, that part's coming and I'm like, oh no, I need a sound effect. <laughs> like, we'd never use that. Laugh track. <laughs> no, but seriously on that note, thank you so much. And we'll see you guys on the next one. Okay, okay bye. bye.